0: Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff.
1: And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about how scientists stimulated mouse neurons to make them see things that weren't there. You'll also learn about how mosquitoes have literally shaped human history from today's guest, Dr. Tim Weingard. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Scientists have stimulated mouse neurons to make them see things that weren't there. And the results of this experiment could teach us about how our own brains work. For some context, there's a lot we don't know about how the brain goes about perceiving the world. For example, we know that certain neurons fire when you see a flower. But are those neurons making you see the flower, or are they just firing in response to the visual cue? That's the million-dollar question. And for this study published in August 2019, Stanford researchers came up with a way to answer it. Usually, scientists use a technology called optogenetics to activate individual neurons— That involves introducing brain cells with foreign genes that code for light-responsive proteins. Those, in turn, let you activate those cells using carefully targeted doses of light. Yes, you heard me right. Researchers can stimulate neurons using light. This Stanford team introduced the neurons with a new gene from a microscopic marine organism to help them make more precise measurements than what you usually find in optogenetics. Then, the researchers measured the mice's brain activity when they showed them certain images, like vertical and horizontal black and white bars. They also trained the mice to lick a drinking tube only when they saw one of those two images. For example, every time they saw horizontal bars, they licked the tube. Over the course of a few days recording the mice's neurons as they saw those images, the researchers gradually took away the physical images and actually triggered the neurons that were associated with seeing those images. And it worked. The mice only licked the tube when the scientists activated the, say, horizontal bar neurons. As the experiment progressed, the scientists tried activating fewer and fewer of these neurons to see just how few you actually needed to target to get the same result. In the end, they realized they only had to stimulate about 20 neurons to get the same licking behavior as actually displaying the black and white bars. Which begs the question... If just 20 or so neurons can make you perceive something, and our brains are generally buzzing with random activity, then shouldn't we just hallucinate all the time? The answer to that question may lead to a better grasp of the human brain in general, not to mention breakthroughs in our understanding of psychiatric disorders like schizophrenia. The brain is a precisely tuned biological machine, and knowing how it's tuned can teach us more about why it breaks down.
0: Across our planet, since the dawn of humankind, a nefarious creature has been at the front lines of history. It's been a grim reaper, harvester of human populations, and the ultimate agent of historical change. That creature is the mosquito. And today we welcome a guest to help you understand how it's been so impactful and what we're going to do about it. Dr. Tim Weingard is a professor of history and political science at Colorado Mesa University and author of the new book, The Mosquito, A Human History of Our Deadliest Predator. Let's start off with how something so small has left such a big impact.
2: The mosquito by itself is harmless. It's obviously the diseases that she transmits, it's only the females that bite, so she's the the vector for um, numerous viruses and malaria, which is a parasite, and and worm, filariasis, which causes the engorgement of limbs. Throughout our, our, our human history, malaria has been the scourge of humankind. Mosquitoes inhabit nearly every inch of the globe. Um, There's 3,500, give or take, um, species of mosquitoes that exist all over the world except for Antarctica and Iceland and a few very small um, Pacific islands. So they are everywhere. They're a universal creature, which also speaks to why they've had such a huge impact on human history is because they are something like ourselves that is universal unlike other species where they may only exist in regional pockets. Mosquitoes are a universal pest and worse a universal killer with the diseases they vector.
0: So mosquitoes are everywhere. But Tim told us they weren't always carriers of these deadly diseases.
2: The mosquitoes of the Americas and the old world, if you will, when the Earth's continental masses broke up, the mosquitoes of the Americas were isolated and followed their own evolutionary path for roughly 90 to 95 million years and they were free of disease, of vectoring disease. When Columbus and the successive hordes of Europeans and their African slaves, unfortunately, come to the Americas, they bring malaria in their blood and the Anopheles mosquitoes of the Americas very quickly and immediately start vectoring Malaria, which is astounding given that they'd never known the parasite for 95, 90, 95 million years. And then once the slave trade kicks into high gear, yellow fever and 80s mosquitoes are transported to the Americas as well, where yellow fever quickly becomes a killer, especially in the Caribbean.
0: Obviously, these diseases have been deadly throughout human history. And Tim told us this incredible story about Scotland with unbelievable implications.
2: To make a long story short, The independent country of Scotland in in the late 1600s was coming out of a period of famine, economic recession, and wanted to start colonies of its own in the Americas to boost its capital and its GDP, essentially. So they created a colony in the Darien region of Panama. And roughly a quarter to a half of all available Scottish capital was invested in this scheme which when you think of a country, that's a lot of money. And the original 1,200 or so settlers, there's a few shipments of settlers, but uh, all of these settlers that went to Panama and Darien were absolutely devoured by the mosquito. And the colony floundered and failed because of the mosquito-induced fevers and diseases, and Scotland went essentially bankrupt. And so England agreed to pay off the Scottish debts if Scotland would forfeit its sovereignty and be annexed to England with the act of union. So the loss of Scottish independence in mocking William Wallace's cries of freedom essentially was caused by um, (laughs) the mosquitoes in the wilds of Panama.
0: You heard that right. One could argue that Scotland lost its sovereignty because of mosquitoes. And that's just one of many stories in Tim's book. Here's one more mosquito history lesson for the road from a little further back in the past. As in ancient Greece.
2: Preceding the rise of, of King Philip of Macedon, which is Alexander's father. There was the Greco-Persian Wars between the Persian Empire that began with Cyrus the Great and then Darius and then Xerxes, famous for the 300 movies that are a little bit historically inaccurate. (laughs) And then the Peloponnesian Wars between the rival Greek city-states of Athens and Sparta. And so during these conflicts, the mosquito played a part in in reducing or inhibiting the, the military capabilities of the Athenians and the Spartans and the Persians and so, what was left after all these very prolonged period of warfare was essentially a power vacuum that the Kingdom of Macedon and Philip and and his son Alexander were able to tap into to essentially unify the Greek city states to eventually march on Persia when Alexander marches on Persia after his father is assassinated and, and spread Greek culture and knowledge in academia uh, across a greater swath of of the world.
0: Okay, so if you can pretty much blame the rise and fall of empires on mosquitoes, then when did humans start working on ways to fight back and how? Dr. Tim Weingard will be back tomorrow with some answers. Again, his new book is The Mosquito, A Human History of Our Deadliest Predator, and you can find links to that and more from him in today's show notes.
1: And now let's recap what we learned today.
0: Today we learned that scientists can stimulate just a handful of neurons to make mice perceive something.
1: And that mosquitoes live everywhere. And you can blame them for major events in history, from Scotland losing its sovereignty to the spread of ancient Greek culture.
0: To the reason I kept scratching the back of my hand for like four days after that last camping trip. I know that pain. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer.
1: Stay curious.